Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to the better life with dr mary ann pinkston join dr pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health combining holistic and contemporary medical information can lead you to the better life and now here's your host dr mary ann pinkston everybody. Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and today going to bring you another great uh, set of information on homocysteine. Have you heard of homocysteine? You should. Many doctors out there don't test it enough, and it's something that is not brand new. We've known about homocysteine for a very long time. Very important. And today I am going to bring you Dr. Warren Lesser from Kentucky, he's going to bring us some information. He's with Magna Pharmaceuticals, who has been a sponsor of mine, and we've worked very closely on dealing with methylfolate. I know I've done a show on MTHFR, so go back and look at that podcast and look at the previous show with Dr. Lesser. I am happy to bring you in again. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me as a guest today. Yes, fantastic. I'm so glad to have you on again because this is a very, very important topic. and We've got a lot to go through, so I guess let's jump in and talk about homocysteine and how this relates to methylfolate or folic acid and its uh, changed form, converted form, and B12. Right, very, very good. Yeah, the purpose here is to give your, your uh, listeners and your viewers information that's going to help them live healthier lives. Homocysteine, too much homocysteine is a real problem, and it's often a neglected subject today. So the title of this presentation is that there is an inverse relationship between homocysteine and actually the amount of folate and B12 that we have in our bodies, not only for physical health, but for mental health. Yes. And what I want to do is spend a little more time on the mental health aspect of uh, too much homocysteine, because coming into the holidays, it's amazing how many people struggle with depression for one reason or another. And uh, depression is linked to high homocysteine levels. But let me put it as a as a uh, prelude to what my, what I'm going to present. The data is that in my references, that uh, everything I present today is coming from peer reviewed references, and they're not just one or two. In fact, there are hundreds. In fact, twenty two thousand articles, many of them peer reviewed on L-methylfolate alone. So, for example, some of my references here. Where will come from Annals of Surgical Oncology, Cellular and Molecular Life Sciences, Perspectives in Psychiatric Care, uh, and Endocrine, Metabolic, and Immune Disorders. For another example, down here, we've got Environmental Nutrition, Journal of Clinical Psychiatry, Reference That's Module right. in Neuroscience and Biobehavioral Psychology, Expert Opinion on mm-hmm. Pharmacotherapy. So these are all very well-respected journals, and this, these journals are where we have extracted the data that I'm going to be presenting today, so it's credible, and your listeners can feel good and, and know about the trustworthiness of the information. So I know we're on a short uh, time window here, so I'm going to talk about homocysteine, the, the symptoms of, host, uh, of high homocysteine, the causes of high homocysteine, then related to uh, the conditions that result from high homocysteine, physical and mental depression, and then give a few tips at the end yeah. on how to keep homocysteine at the proper level in our bodies. So 
But at homocysteine, what is it? It's an amino acid. Uh, we know that vitamins B12, B6, and, and L-methylfolate break homocysteine down into two other substances, methionine, which is used to create proteins, and then also cysteine, which helps to reduce inflammation and increase liver health. So that's, those are pretty important. Um, the problem is that homocysteine is kind of in the middle of that whole metabolic process. So when you have too much homocysteine, you don't have enough cysteine, for example, so you don't have enough uh, substance to improve your liver health, reduce inflammation, and glutathione. Glutathione is the uh, one ingredient that is in our bodies that is considered to be the, the most important scavenger of free radicals. Now, we don't want free radicals in our body. So, so what I'm trying to say here is that if you have too much homocysteine, it's probably going to mean that you're going to have not enough glutathione. You're going to have uh, other issues that we're going to go through in just a few minutes. In fact, uh, okay. In fact, in the in the current clinical pharmacology edition, one, in one edition in 2011, the author was stated so. This is really a strong statement that a high homocysteine level is the main culprit for brain and vascular disease, strokes risk, atherosclerosis, arteriosclerosis. And what happens is that when you have high homocysteine, you have low B12 and low folate, and this results in uh, decreased nitric oxide. Nitric oxide causes our vessels to vasodilate, make get, get bigger. Uh, so if you have too much homocysteine, what happens? The opposite happens. They become more constricted. Now, what's easier for your heart to pump blood through? A constricted, tighter blood vessel or expanded blood vessel? And so this is this is the relationship. Uh, not enough B6, not enough B12, not enough folate, high homocysteine, vasoconstriction, more heart disease, more strokes. So that's the physical side of it. And of course, with diabetes, the problem with not, uh, low nitric oxide is even exacerbated in diabetic patients because they have peripheral neuropathy, they have poor circulation already. And what are you doing? You're, you're actually constricting the vessels more and worsening the problem. Uh, you know, patient, physicians who start uh, diabetic patients on uh, Lyrica or Neurontin, for example, uh, they, they have been able to reduce uh, those, those, uh, those drugs completely. When they take, uh, for example, we have we have two products that we're going to mention today. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but Nufola and Denovo Plus B12, right. which are very high, uh, very high, uh, good doses uh, of uh, L-methylfolate and, and methylcobalamin. So, but here, the bottom line on this, on my my bottom uh, uh, bullet point here, is that the proportion of B12 and folate to, to homocysteine they're inversely associated. Okay, so. So we, again, we want lower homocysteine, higher levels of B12 and folate for good health. How do you know if you have symptoms of high homocysteine? How do you know if you have? So what are the symptoms? I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Well, if I have these symptoms listed, it doesn't mean they're necessarily because of high homocysteine that they result from, from high homocysteine. But if you have high homocysteine, you're likely to have more anxiety and reduced cognitive performance, which means... Uh, cognitive performance is a vague term that people throw around. Right. You know, I, I find it interesting, but actually it has to do with attention. Can, can I walk from one room to the next without and, and remember what I was coming in here for? Can I multitask? Cognitive control, can I, can I control my emotions? How about my learning and my memory? I'm, is my memory affected? Can I learn new concepts? Uh, am I speaking as clearly? Right. Uh, what about my coordination? What about social cognition, especially in the elderly? If any of these aspects, uh, social skills, if they decrease the earlier that we detect these changes in cognitive performance, the better, because then we can take intervention from a dietary standpoint or, or whatever else is needed. So the other symptoms, pale skin, weakness, fatigue, tingling sensations like pins and needles in the hands, arms, legs, or feet, dizziness, mouth sores, mood changes. These kinds of symptoms may mean, without even a blood test, that I've got high homocysteine. What are the causes of high homocysteine then? Well, the number one cause that's listed 
is a dietary deficiency in vitamin B12, B6, or folate, uh, cardiovascular diseases, and then sometimes an inherited disease. We talked about MTHR, methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, which is an enzyme that converts folic acid to folate. Unfortunately, the uh, MTHFR deficiency is, is, is in regards, it relates to ethnicity. 32% of Caucasians could have MTHFR deficiency. That's a lot. But as high as 65% of Hispanics could be low in MTHFR. And what that means is you cannot convert the uh, folate that's in our diets, which is folic acid. You can't, divert, you can't convert it to folate. So it means that these patients are more likely to wind up with high homocysteine because they don't have the folate that they need to, to bring it down, right? right? So another cause of high homocysteine is uh, probably an improper diet, too much protein, too much red meat. Red meat gets a bad rap mostly yes. because of the fat content, but actually lean beef, chicken, and fish are all high in methionine. And we know methionine is, if you don't have enough B12 or B6 or folate, it's going to stop at the intermediate point, which is homocysteine, right? right. We've already gone, gone over that. So when you have too much homocysteine, the other issue that, that goes on here is that uh, uh, you can, you can get, wind up with more systemic inflammation. So systemic inflammation is the, uh, the cause of a lot of diseases, uh, and we, don't, we want to try to stay away from uh, systemic inflammation. Homocysteine, high homocysteine, can be used as a marker of inflammation. So whether inflammation augments high homocysteine or the opposite, both can occur. Uh, and if you have uh, high uh, inflammation in your body, systemic inflammation, you may have high homocysteine. So these are, are some of the causes that we can we can control the diet. We can control some of our exercise, which helps break, which helps uh, health overall. I want to ask so, you really quickly too, and I hate you're on a roll. I love this, and so I don't want to break this. But uh, when patients get their own labs and they start to review their labs, they will look at the reference ranges for homocysteine. And what the mm-hmm. reference ranges are on their labs are usually more population averages and not true reference ranges. Oh. What is a good reference range for homocysteine that patients can look at and know is is good where they need to be? Five to fifteen micromoles per liter. Okay. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, if you have moderate, you go sixteen to thirty. Intermediate thirty one to one hundred and over one hundred is severe hyperhomocysteinemia. Right is the name of uh, is the name Not of that. Good. Okay. Continue five, five on. I didn't want to break you there and and run you run you uh, past that. Go right ahead. No, no, that's no. That's a really good question. It's very important as well, and I, I appreciate it. Am I going too fast? Or no, you're, you great. To, you're great. You're great. Continue. Okay. On. I want to make I sure we want to make sure we're rolling at the right yes, right sir. radio. So. So we talked uh, about some of the physical issues more with cardiovascular problems that result from uh, high homocysteine. But we're going to focus now on the mental, the brain, the, the, the nerve uh, conditions that, that come with high homocysteine. We, are, we already mentioned cognitive impairment, dementia. High homocysteine is related to dementia. Now, I was looking back at some stats. In 1960, the uh, life expectancy in the United States for, for men was 66 and for women was 73.1. In 2015, that had gone up to 77 for men and 81 for, for women. Last year, according to CDC, the average life expectancy in the United States dropped from 77 to 73 for men and from 81 to 77 for females, wow. might be 78. Yeah. So those stats, though, I think are affected by some of the uh, COVID losses that we had, especially among the elderly. But my point here is that people are living longer. And they, we are living longer than we did in 1960, thank God. But the the issue there is the longer we live, the more we con- we're concerned about our 
our mental capacity, our cognitive function. And it's unequivocal that dementia is related to high homocysteine depression. I was reading, uh, uh, Dr. Pinkston, I was reading an interesting statistic, which I really don't believe, and maybe you, maybe you don't either, that uh, they said that uh, Americans, uh, any American in 16, 16% of Americans at some point in their lifetime is going to suffer from depression. 16? I thought, 16? No, I agree. No. It's, it's pretty high. Because you look at, okay, so we're, no, we're not talking about major depressive disorder, but we're talking about seasonal, situational, perinatal, premenstrual, manic. Uh, there are all kinds of episodes of depression that we we, we, we deal with yeah. in our lives. Um, and it's interesting that patients that have depression, there's a correlation with high homocysteine as well. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, uh, methylcobalamin, for example, has been shown to be beneficial even for patients who have Lou Gehrig's disease. Dreadful. Wow. My high school, my college roommate died from Lou Gehrig's disease. Just dreadful disease. Absolutely. And, ALS. And so, yeah, horrible. Oh, absolutely. It's terrible. Uh, and the other uh, positive impact of methylcobalamin uh, having which to do with B12, lower homocysteine. Which is B12. Methylcobalamin is B12 for those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's I, okay. Yeah, it's I'm kind okay. of going backwards here. You're great. Yeah. You're great. Uh, is the fact that in autistic patients that it can improve their cognitive, social, yes. behavioral, and communication skills. Now, I have firsthand experience with this. Uh, I've known a young man who's 25 years of age now. He's had autism since birth, really, right? And... Um, over the years, he's, 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 he's never going to be independent. And I, I've, I've grown to appreciate the parents and the effect on the entire family when you have an right. autistic child who will never be independent. He's a smart guy. He can get on a computer and communicate, but he can't. So what happened was a couple of years ago, he, he started to become combative with his mother. You know, mother has sacrificed everything for him. And he's starting to lash, you know, lash out at her. And in fact, he even hurt her a few times. So they took him to the doctor. They put him on some drugs. And um, they eventually, this, they eventually found out about our de novo plus B12, which is, what is it? High methylcobalamin, high, high B12 in the right form, and high uh, folate in L-methylfolate. He started taking de novo plus B12 in four months. He was off all his drugs. His behavior had returned to normal. Now, that doesn't mean, I mean normal to what it was before. He's still autistic. So it's not going to cure autism, but it does, again, high homocysteine can augment the behavioral abnormalities that come with uh, certain uh, mental conditions that we have or, or physical conditions. Amazing. More on B12 uh, to uh, kind of clear up some of the myths and kind of some offer some facts. Um, since I mentioned methylcobalamin already, um, that uh, there's, as we get older, we uh, starting at 50 years of age, we start absorbing less B12. And mostly because it's uh, of the stomach, we don't make as much stomach acid. It's called hypochlorhydria. But the absorption rates, uh, the research has noted, uh, do improve uh, with uh, supplements, good supplements. Yes. Risk factors for low B12 include uh, gastrointestinal issues such as Crohn's disease or inflammatory bowel syndrome. Using too much of proton pump inhibitors like Nexium Prevacet or Prilosec or too much histamine H2 blockers like Pepsid, Tagamet, or Zantac. Right. Alcohol abuse is a big one for yes. low B12. Yes. The people that drink a lot of alcohol... Uh, the, the alcohol depletes B12 in the body. Vegans and vegetarians sometimes don't get enough B12. And, of course, your genetic factor of decreased uh, intrinsic uh, factors. So, so uh, and also about patients who drink a lot of alcohol, that if you do a blood test, it could show that the serum B12 is normal when, in fact, in the tissues, they're deficient. Right. 
So it's that's that's kind of interesting. So what he just said was when you get your labs checked and your labs appear to be, you know, normal, your tissues, the, the, the what's in the blood may be normal because it's pulling out of your tissues to make the blood normal. Therefore, your tissues do not have enough. And Dr. Lesser, we are coming up on about a minute and a half here left. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if uh, we can kind of is a good breaking point or not kind of take over to the other side. But I do want people to know that all of this information is going to be available on my website at drpbetterlife.com. Not only that, but our discussion on MTHFR previously, which includes a lot of uh, information that relates to this. Also, some information about a heart test that I do at the clinic called MCG or multifunctional cardiogram, which is insanely important and very definitive, very sensitive, specific to finding heart disease, which... MTHFR and a low methylcobalamin B12 and low methylfolate uh, is um, is very inherent to uh, building that disease. And so we can find that on that test and definitively tell you if you have cardiac problems related to it, but also that you're going to uh, say on the other side how important it is that the right type of B12, the right type of methylfolate is important. And that's why you are here. And that's why I align with you because you have that type of a product that will also be available. So drpbetterlife.com. I want everybody to go through and find these shows and find this information on my social media. There will be a link tree where all of this information will be as well, as well as links to find you. I'm going to cut us here, take a short break. We will be right back and uh, discuss more of this important topic. Depression, anxiety, low energy, weakness, these are just some symptoms of low B12 levels. And the absorbable B12 folate supplement that's helping people declare victory over depression symptoms is DeNovo Plus B12 by Magna Pharmaceuticals. Patients with symptoms of depression often exhibit low levels of folate and vitamin B12. The human body needs sufficient folate intake to produce the essential neurotransmitters serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. These neurotransmitters alleviate feelings of sadness, anxiety, anxiety, and gloom. What makes DeNovo Plus B12 so successful? DeNovo Plus B12 contains readily absorbable folate and B12. That means it's more successful at correcting the root cause of your deficiency, not just the symptoms. Whether you are suffering with low energy, depression, fatigue, or anxiety, you owe it to yourself to learn more at magnaweb.com. That's magnaweb.com. Please let us know at checkout that you heard about DeNovo Plus B12 on The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. Everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Marianne Pinkston here with Dr. Lesser. We are talking about B12 and methylfolate or folic acid, a different version of it, the right version of it, and how it affects uh, our cognition or depression and, and many, you know, lowers, lowers our risk of heart disease, many, many different things. So we were on a roll, Dr. Lesser. I interrupted you. Let's, let's continue. No, no, that's fine. We were talking about some of the myths and facts uh, revolving around vitamin B12, yes. right? Yes. And uh, what's absolutely true is that methylcobalamin is the, is the superior form. It is the only form of B12 that crosses the blood-brain barrier mm-hmm. to increase trimonoamines. Now, what are the trimonoamines that we're talking about? Serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. Those are the uppers. So if we're talking about depression or cognitive function, those are the three neurotransmitters that we want. You can't get those... Increased if you're going to take cyanocobalamin, hydroxycobalamin, or adenosylcobalamin. The cheaper because version, those, though, yeah. They don't cross the blood-brain barrier. Right. And methylcobalamin is more active, and it really helps produce energy. We have patients who take de novo plus B12 or, or nifola who tell us that within a day or two, mm-hmm. their energy is in present proof Absolutely. already. It takes longer for neurologic uh, uh, in, uh, positive impacts to occur, but 
the other the other part of this is that uh, many people, when they take dietary supplements, you look at the vitamin B12 form on your dietary and multivitamin supplement. What is it? Cyanocobalamin. Mm-hmm. Cyanocobalamin is not going to go into the brain. It's not as well absorbed. You, you want to look for products that have methylcobalamin for sure and no other form. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is that the recommended daily allowance for methylcobalamin or, or actually B12 is only 2.5 micrograms. Mm-hmm. But the research shows that for patients to really have enough who might be deficient, they can take up to 2,000 micrograms. That's two milligrams a day. I know there's some physicians that give even more than that. Yes. The, the thing is, it's a water-soluble volume uh, vitamin. If you're not going to use it, your body's going to throw it off. You're going to get rid of it out of your urine. Right. Um, and the other thing about uh, methylcobalamin is that, like I said, if uh, neurologic symptoms improve within six weeks to three months. So if you have depression or if you have dementia or poor memory, whatever, you're not going to get results overnight. You've got to stay with it for a while. Huh? The other thing that, the thing that really kind of hits me is that so many physicians look at B12 and they look at anemia or they look at uh, fatigue as primary symptoms when there might be other symptoms that we've been talking about mm-hmm. that may be a result of deficiencies in folate or B12. Um, so, so the question is how many patients are, are uh, have deficiencies in these vitamins and we don't even know about it. So regarding depression, specifically just a couple of minutes on that, we, we know that uh, patients with depression have higher levels of homocysteine. They have low levels of folate and cobalamin. Remember the scale. It's, a, it's an inverse relationship and that there's an increased rate of depression in patients with diabetes. I, I think yes. that's either a result of the underlying disease or the fact that you have diabetes and you have um, your stress because of that. Absolutely. So uh, you, if you take uh, you know, methylcobalamin and, and L-methylfolate, it should help uh, in, in, improve your circulation because you get, what, more nitric oxide, you get better circulation. That should help alleviate some of the symptoms or help with quality of life function in diabetes. And erectile dysfunction. I talk a lot about that because of nitric oxide and low levels. Right. Of, you know, Yeah, so that's another thing, too. It's, there's so many different uh, benefits. Right. The other thing about L-methylfolic that's interesting is that patients who have and depression is that patients who are on antidepressants, that I, I can't believe 11% of Americans, 11% are on antidepressants, but in 30% of those patients, the first drug doesn't even work. And right. so what happens is the physician either increases the drug, gives a second drug. Uh, we have had so many primary care physicians and psychiatrists uh, get wean their patients mm-hmm. completely off SSRI. Yes. We're talking about like drugs like Lexapro, uh, Prozac, uh, Paxil, uh, Zoloft, uh, where they can wean off those drugs. And I'm, I'm not saying anybody should do this on their own, but only, only under the advice and guidance of a, of a physician. But that uh, they should definitely look at uh, uh, what uh, methylfolate, methylfolate can do. Right. I'm going to try to, I know I only have probably a couple minutes left. About three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. So, but regarding SSRIs, uh, the other thing that you're, you're fronted with there is uh, the, the side effects are dose dependent. The more drug you take, this is true with a lot of drugs, the more drug you take, the more side effects you're going to have. They're going to be increased. And the three worst pro- side effects that we hear about are sexual dysfunction, weight gain, and sleep disturbances with the antidepressant drugs. Other side effects include feeling sick, being sick, indigestion, diarrhea, constipation, dizziness, blurred vision, dry mouth, feeling agitated. Uh, and what we're saying here is that if you can take natural substances that really do work, that have been proven over and over again to work, then uh, and you can get take less drugs, uh, how much better is it for us? It, it, I mean, so strong coming out of um, uh, perspectives in psychiatry, two really strong statements here. That uh, L-methylfolate, and of course we can add with the with the uh, evidence that uh, uh, methylcobalamin should be considered as best practice for physicians who treat 
uh, patients with uh, depression. And the other thing is that they even made a stronger statement that considering the substantial body of evidence to date, the burden of proof should be on why L-methylfolate is not routinely employed as part of the treatment regimen for patients suffering from depression. And we would add not only L-methylfolate, but methylcobalamin. So in my last uh, concluding comments, I have three, uh, uh, three recommendations for you all. Uh, with respect to keeping homocysteine low and living a healthier life. And the first one is make sure you're take, you're, you're getting enough folate and B12 in your diets and your body. Uh, and if you take a supplement, make sure you're taking a supplement that is made by a GMP, good manufacturing practice, adherent uh, shop. It's FDA-inspected, FDA-approved. Yes. Uh, for example, that's what we go through with our de novo plus B12 and Nufola. Nufola is more for physical symptoms because it has B6 and alpha-lipoic acid. De novo plus B12 is more for mental because it has a higher dose of, of L-methylfolate. The second suggestion is have the self-discipline to get some regular exercise. Motion equals potion. Motion equals lotion, whatever you want to say. Exactly. But it, there's, there's no excuse for regular exercise. And the third thing is not uh, dietary supplements can only do so much, but eat a healthy, balanced diet. Uh, five servings of fruits and vegetables, your green leafy vegetables, spinach, cabbage, uh, broccoli, asparagus, and your citrus fruits, oranges, and grapefruits. Uh, black-eyed peas, chickpeas, and whole grain cereals are also right. really good. And those three steps, good. taking a really good quality supplement, regular exercise, and eating the right food will help keep homocysteine levels low so we can avoid diseases, we can avoid systemic inflammation, hopefully live healthier and longer lives. Beautiful. Well said. And you can find a great product, everyone. If you'll go to drpbetterlife.com and check out the information that I have for Dr. Lesser and MagnaWeb, uh, MagnaWeb.com, but Magna Pharmaceuticals. And I really, really highly recommend it. I'll have all that information. We are 25 seconds out. I am so thankful to you for all this great information. It's a great show, Dr. Lesser, and we are going to have you back. So any final uh, quick thoughts, 15 seconds? <laughs> this information will help you be healthier or people in your, your family members, your friends, whoever. So Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much, Dr. Thanks. Appreciate uh, it. We will talk soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye, yeah, everyone. You're thank you. You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's drpthebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston.